Please do turn with me again tonight to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, to this very, very well-known text. Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I've called this the King's Invitation. Some verses in the Bible, when we read them, they stand like gemstones. Every angle that you take, as you look at them, they glimmer and they glisten. And there is a new light, there is a new shade, there is a new beauty. And this is indeed one of those verses, one of the best known and most loved verses in all of God's word. We should not be surprised. This is God's holy word, God-breathed. This book is not like any other book. It's a collection of gemstones. Of course, not every verse in the Bible is a gemstone. Some are like sandpaper. Some are like daggers. They stick into the neck and to the back, into the mind. The one that always occurs to my mind is one in Matthew seven twenty-two, just a few chapters before. You don't need to turn to it. Matthew 7 and verse 22. This is what many people will say. As we sung in that hymn, there is a judgment day. We know deep down that everyone will have to be responsible for what they've done and what they've said. But on that day, the Lord Jesus Christ says, Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in, the, in thy name? We're religious people. We pretended to do wonderful things dishonestly. And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ will say on that day. I Never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's not really a gemstone, is it? Unless that was the verse that made you stop and think. Made you say, I have religion, but I don't have Christ. And on that day he might say, away, away. Depart from me. So when we come back to Matthew 11, and we read a verse like this, we pick it up. We hold it. We look it around. We gaze upon it. And that's what I want to do this evening. It contains an invitation. We've heard a lot about invitations this week. It describes our need, the need of every man 
Every man, every woman, every child is described in this verse. And thirdly and very simply, Christ is always the answer. This is Christ speaking. We should pay attention to every word in the Bible, but when Christ speaks with such tenderness and clarity, we pay particular attention. The king's invitation. Let's think of this verse then as an invitation. And we notice how compelling Christ is speaking. I imagine he's got his arms stretched wide. Everybody, the thousands who are listening, see him. Can I say this respectfully? A Jewish peasant standing on a hillside saying, come to me. And yet the words have got such authority and such power. They have compassion, compassion, kindness, tenderness, love, concern for all those that Christ is speaking to. Most people who are powerful, and we've thought of powerful people in recent days, they're so aloof, you can't get near them. And Christ says, come, come to me. He has a concern. He sees the lost sheep of the house of Israel, as it tells us, wandering around. And he says to them, come, come, come to me. Come, I can see you. I know you. I know your burdens. I know your worries. I know your cares. And my heart is for you. I care. I'm concerned. We see the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not removed. He's not distant. He's not on a pedestal. He's saying, come, I'm here. I'm on your level. I'm one of you. I'm a human being. I have needs. You have needs. They might be different, but we both have needs. He understands. Do you know there's a certainty? Come unto me. What he says, we can be absolutely confident about. This is what we call a warrant. The warrant officer in the army, he sends out a warrant and the people have to come. A three-line whip. If you don't go when the general says... Oh, you're in deep trouble. But this isn't like that. This is kindness. Kindness personified. Christ is saying, come. Come to me. An invitation that's so compelling. But this invitation, this isn't from anyone. This is from Christ. There's only ever been one person who's come from heaven. One. And this invitation comes from heaven, through Christ. And it comes to us. We take note of who gives the invitation. I'm sure many of you would be interested tomorrow to go to Westminster. I could have printed out on my Hewlett-Packard printer at home an invitation. I did a few this morning to something else. 
to the meeting for the young people. But what if I'd have printed an invitation inviting you to the funeral of Her Majesty Elizabeth II, the Queen of England? Would it be worth anything? Would it be worth the card and the gold print that was written on it? Of course it wouldn't. It has no authority. It's from me. Only the king now can invite people. 2,200 we hear. Dignitaries. Ordinary people. The family. But I'm not invited. You're not invited. And I can't invite you. I can't send the people on this side to Westminster to go to the funeral. No, it has to have authority. So it stands to reason. The only one that can invite people to go to heaven is the one that's come from heaven. And the one that's come himself. There's many invitations we could have and we would reject them. I don't want to go to some people's funerals. I wouldn't want to go to some people's weddings. I wouldn't want to go to somebody's coronation, perhaps. Depends who's asking. Depends who the person is. But this is Christ saying, Come, remember I'm your creator, says Christ. I'm your judge. I'm the one that knows all about you. I'm the one that you'll stand before. Come to me. Come now. Christ the King. It's a royal invitation. He's calling you. He's not wearing a crown. He's left his crown in heaven. It will be replaced by the crown of thorns when he goes to the cross. And he comes and says, come to me. A royal invitation. He's been calling people. Do you know, since Adam and Eve fell, where are you? That was the first invitation ever given. Come, where are you? Stop hiding. Stop pretending. Come. We think of those words we read in that wonderful chapter. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come, one, ye to the waters, he that hath no money, come to, buy, and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money. You don't have to buy this invitation. You can't earn it and deserve it. Christ says, come, three times, 800 years before he came, he says, come, come. Come, come to me. My mind goes back to the beginning of Isaiah, chapter 1 and verse 18, another glorious verse. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, red, bright, shameful, embarrassing, they shall be as white as snow. Wash clean. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Washed clean wool. That's the Lord that calls tonight. 
This is the invitation that's compelling. It's the invitation from Christ. But when somebody calls you, come, come here. You have to leave. You have to leave somewhere in order to come. That's what this verse says, come unto me. What are we to leave tonight? Something we've been clinging on to. Some addiction. Some habit. Something sentimental perhaps. Maybe things in the past that we're holding on to, not letting go. Maybe a habit of lying. Maybe thinking too highly of ourselves than we ought to do. This is a call to leave. Do you know what that word means? It really means repent. It means leave behind your old life, leave behind your habits, your sins, and come. Come. Stop lying. Stop holding on to the things that cause a barrier The Lord says, come, reason with me. I'm a reasonable person. I plead with you so that you will come to me. Do you know repentance is not a work? Sometimes people think, like the Roman Catholics, that you have to try and try and try. You have to have the rosary beads and the prayers and this, that, and the other. But repentance is not a work. Repentance sometimes is just letting go. Sometimes it's just leaving. That's not hard. You might be attached to certain things, certain habits, certain sins. And the Lord says, just let go. Let go. That's really what repentance is. Leave behind and come. Come. An invitation to come to the one who invites for help and for blessing. He doesn't leave us stranded. He says, come unto me. It's an invitation to all. Do you know some people don't believe that? Some people say that when you preach, you only preach to a certain kind of people, to people that look right, who are born in the right place or have the right relatives. Not what this verse says. Come unto me all. All. The invitation goes out to all. But you know the problem is, we don't feel our need. That's the only barrier that stops me coming because it says, All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So we've thought of the invitation. Let's think of our need. There's a few words here that describe my life before I became a Christian. And maybe somebody here tonight, it says, Come unto me all that labor. We use that word today, don't we? Somebody who has a job on a building site, maybe they're not skilled. Somebody's very skilled and they have to hump the bricks, the cement, They're laboring, it's toil, life is hard, it's a burden, it's weighing us down. And the Lord says, if that's what your life is like tonight,
If you feel a load, a toil, a burden, come unto me. This isn't speaking of physical things, it's speaking of moral and spiritual things. The person that feels that weight in their heart and conscience, something they've done and said and been, and they feel it, guilt, weighed down. Those people that go up Mount Everest, what do they call them? Sherpas. They carry a heavy load up the mountain. Often for the tourists, they get paid very little, and that's what life is like. We're taking a heavy load through life, all the problems and the burdens and the baggage and all the things that we've never confessed, we've never owned up to, we've never left behind. Tonight, leave behind. Leave behind all your baggage. Take it to the cross. Take it to Calvary. Take it to the place where the Lord promises to give rest. That's what he's going to say. He says, come unto me, present tense, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will. He's speaking of the future. He's looking forward to Calvary. He's thinking of the time in just a few months where he will die for all the people that do come because he will never turn anyone away. All the people that feel their load, feel their burden crushed by a burden of sin, and the Lord says, come. What does he promise? Rest. Sometimes we feel we need a rest, don't we? I just, I just need to lie down. I, just, I need a rest, a holiday, a break. Do you need a rest for your soul? Is your soul burdened by something? Grief, sadness, family problems, somebody that's disappointed, let us down, heartache, sorrow, separation, fear, anxiety. These things, they weigh down upon us, all of us. These are things common to all people. That's why the Lord Jesus says, come, come for rest. Look at verse 30. My yoke, that piece of wood that would go over an oxen, maybe two or four oxen, and it would share the load. My yoke is easy. I don't put a big burden upon you. I just ask you to feel your sin, feel your need. And I ask you to come to me. And I ask you to live for me. And I ask you to let go and to turn and to come. But look at the lovely words here in verse 29. I want to just focus on this before we close tonight. We've thought of the invitation that goes out to all. We've thought of the need that's common to all, our need of rest our need to have our labor and burden taken away. Christ, in the most personal verse in the whole of the Bible, there's not one verse like this. Verse 29, Matthew 11. This is the only verse where Christ describes himself. Others describe him 
the prophets, the writers of the New Testament speak of him, the mind of Christ, the life of Christ. But here Christ speaks of himself. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. Meek doesn't mean weak. This is a gentle giant, the one who has all the power to create the world in his hands. In his mouth he says a word, and creation comes into being. And the same one says he's meek, he's gentle. He sees you and me. And he's got compassion and tenderness and concern. It's as though it's a little lamb. And this gentle, if we can use human language, giant, with such power we speak of him as being omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere. And he says, I'm me. I'm just gentle. I see you struggling in your life, in your job, in your home, in your study, in your school. I see you. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm a different master. Satan has been your master up until now. He's ruled your life. He said, go and you go. He said, come and you come. He said, lie and you lie and cheat and you cheat. And the Lord says, no, I'm not like that. I'm gentle. I'm meek. He says, I'm lowly. That means humble. That means he's the opposite of every dictator. The opposite of every tyrant. Can I say this? Gently and thoughtfully, we saw just a tiny, tiny glimpse of this in our Queen when she was affected by things that happened. There was a story told of the disaster at Abafan when that heap of coal dust and it was filled with water in sudden downpour and it came down on a village and a primary school. Almost every child was swept away. And the Queen of England, when she went to visit, she spoke to some of the mothers and the fathers. She sat down on a chair with them and spoke to them and empathized with them the best she possibly could. And that's what the Lord does with us. In a far more wonderful and infinite way. He says, I am lowly in heart. I understand your issues, your needs, your personality, your life, your temperament. I know all about you more than you'll ever know. I am meek and lowly. And I stoop down. We speak about the condescension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our God contracted to a span 33 years incomprehensibly made into just a man. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know, he can empathize with every tear. 
because he wept. He can understand what it is to be hungry because he was hungry. He knows what temptation was like. And yet without sin. This is our saviour. This is our king. This is the king's invitation saying, Come unto me. Don't carry your burdens anymore. Don't go through life with your sin, with all the things that you know you've done and said and been. Bring them to Christ. Learn of me. I will give you rest for your souls. Can I say this? I don't often use a personal illustration. But when you've confessed your sin to another person, you've done something wrong. And this often happens with me. You go and tell them, I I, I overstepped the line. I use words I shouldn't have said. It was hasty, it was wrong. You go to the person and a burden is lifted. Multiply that millions upon millions of times and all my sin I take to Christ and I say, God be gracious to me. The one who is meek and lowly of heart. Give me the rest that I need. Forgive me. Be merciful to me. Take my burden and replace it with a light burden. What's the light burden? Obedience. I have to turn and not go back to my sin. I have to wear the yoke. Once I've repented and turned to Christ, I have to believe, I have to trust him, I have to believe that his word is true. And you know when I do that, the burden is lifted. And I feel as though I've never sinned. I feel as though I'm not weighed down anymore. I'm lifted up, I have a joy and a gladness I've never had. But if you wear your guilt through life, you carry it with you in your heart your life will be a struggle your life will be weighed down your life will be uncomfortable and on that day when we stand before almighty God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ we might remember this night when Christ said these words to you, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Will you reject that invitation that comes from the king, from the one who is meek and lowly, and the one that promises you the earth eternally, eternal life, and the one where there's no catch? Oh, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You've heard his invitation. Do you know that's the gospel? It's an invitation. Come, come, come. Isaiah 55. Come and reason with the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 1. And come unto me. Matthew 11. Feel your need. Be awakened. Be stirred in your heart and go to him tonight. Pray to him and ask for that burden to be lifted and he will give you joy unspeakable 
and full of glory. Let's pray together. O God, our gracious Heavenly Father, we hear the words of Christ from 2,000 years ago, speaking to poor people who had a capricious rule of the Romans. And, O Lord, we are ruled in this life and we don't want to be. We want to be ruled by the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, come amongst us tonight. Take a hurting and a tender soul and open their hearts to see their need and may they come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Or may we receive this invitation gladly and enter in, enter into the joys of eternal life We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.